Hi, I'm Kevin from Corpus Christi, Texas, a student pharmacist attending the University of Texas at Tyler, Ben and Métis Fish College of Pharmacy. You're listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. I'm Ashley Miller, a PGY1 Community Pharmacy resident at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. My co-hosts today are Lily Van, Ambulatory Care Pharmacist at Queens Medical Center in Honolulu, Hawaii, and Laurie Fleming, Director of Experiential Programs and Experiential Affairs at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy in Jackson, Mississippi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about best practices and considerations for being effective and working remotely, especially given the rapidly changing healthcare landscape and opportunities that working from home has afforded fellow colleagues and patients. Our guest today is Dr. Christy Nimoto, Ambulatory Care Pharmacist at Queen's Clinically Integrated Physician Network and Queen's Empower Health Clinic in Honolulu, Hawaii. Christy works at a unique ambulatory care role supporting a multidisciplinary internal medicine team in Hawaii. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. We are really excited to talk to you in this episode about remote work and hopefully gain some insight about how some of our listeners can optimize their productivity from home. We will also discuss best practices and tips to ensure that we continue to provide high-level patient care despite being outside of the clinic or the traditional work setting. Thank you, Lily, Ashley, and Laurie. Really excited to be here. So, Christy, for me personally, my world turned upside down in March of 2020 when I had to establish a new normal and begin working from home literally overnight due to COVID. This didn't come naturally for me, and my three-year-old didn't help at all. I found myself getting up early and working until the night just to keep up. I'm thrilled that you are here with us today to be discussing how to be effective when working from home in today's episode. Christy, before we get started, could you share with us a little background on what your practice looks like and has anything changed for you since March of 2020? Thanks for the question, Lori. I definitely agree that our lives have all been flipped upside down since March 2020 with the COVID pandemic, but thankfully not too much of my work has been negatively affected with these changes. As a clinical pharmacist, my time is split between two different services. So the first service is supporting our primary care physicians and specialists within our Queen's Clinically Integrated Physician Network, also called QCIPN for short. And this work can be done remotely from home. And then the second service is working in a team-based model of care with our PCPs, nurse educator, psychologist, dietitian at our internal medicine clinic called Empower Health, where I am there in person seeing patients. With our clinically integrated physician network, I work alongside a home-based team of nurses, social workers, mental health workers, community navigators, and a dietitian to help meet um, patients' needs and their healthcare-related goals. And pharmacist services can range from comprehensive medication management to more targeted disease state management, such as diabetes, hypertension, anticoagulation, smoking cessation. And as a pharmacist with QCIPN, most of my communication with patients and providers are done telephonically since I'm not physically co-located in the same office with these physicians. Uh, We also have the option of seeing our patients through telehealth, or we can visit them at their home according to the needs of the patient. 
However, since the COVID pandemic, my work has been mostly done remotely from my home. So Christy, I'm actually really lucky enough to have recently joined the team with you at Queens Medical Center and QCIPN. And I must say that the practice setup is pretty unique and well-developed for success in comparison to some other clinics I've either seen or practiced at. Before we dive into the bulk of our episode today, could you elaborate further on what the remote side of your work looks like so that our listeners have a better understanding of your setup? Sure. Our ambulatory pharmacy services cover the state of Hawaii. So Hawaii is made up of several islands and majority of our patients are located with us on the island of Oahu. But we also service providers and patients on other islands, such as the Big Island or Kauai. And this is really fantastic in the sense that it allows for greater healthcare access, especially in the more rural parts of the island. Our team is located in an office type environment with the rest of the QCIPN team. Most of our communication with patients is done over the phone, but our community navigators, nurses, social workers mainly see patients in their homes to support and gather information for the pharmacist and or the referring PCP or specialist. With the pandemic, we try to limit the number of people going into the patient's home. If multiple members of our team are needed to support the patient, the nurse will be the only one going into the home and the social worker and pharmacist can join the same visit via telehealth on an iPad or on the patient's computer. Christy, it sounds like the concept of remote work is really well embedded in your workflow process. Could you share with us the biggest differences between resources for the two different work models that you are part of? Sure, Ashley. Um, You're right in the sense that both of my practice sites have different resources, which I think is actually a great positive because it really lends itself to ensuring that the specific site is set up for success. With our QCIPN remote ambulatory pharmacy work, our team was really fortunate to have a lot of resources to ensure that we can be successful in caring for our patients. I think the biggest driver of our success at the beginning of 2020 was having the amazing support from our healthcare institution and managers. There was a lot of communication about what the team needed in order to be successful when working from home. So every team member is given a hospital issued laptop with our own Wi-Fi hotspots. If a patient is not savvy with technology or doesn't have access to technology to see us through telehealth, our home-based nurses or community navigators who are already involved with the patient can go to the home with a hospital-issued iPad to assist with telehealth visits. And actually, a lot of our referrals from the PCPs or specialists are to have community navigators assist patients with telehealth visits if they're unable to do a traditional in-person visit with the provider. We also have access to an application called Tiger Connect on our mobile phones and laptop. And Tiger Connect is a really great secure text messaging platform that allows us to communicate with the providers and other members of the team in a HIPAA compliant manner. We have a Cisco Jabber downloaded to our mobile phones, which is connected directly to our work phone. And this application allows us to call patients using our work number rather than our personal mobile number. And if patients call us at our work number, it will be forwarded to our Cisco Jabber app on our mobile phone when we're at home. We have access to our very own personal WebEx room when we want to see the patients via video. So as I mentioned before, pharmacists have support from our home visiting team, such as the nurses, navigators, to get information from patients' homes, such as an accurate perspective on what medications patients have, or pill boxes. 
Christy, I think you named a lot of really great resources and I especially love that iPad. I think that's really awesome. I know that some of our listeners out there may also have that resource in their practices as well. And it's becoming more and more common as healthcare continues to really evolve in our digital age. It gives us that extra dimension, I think, of being able to see your patient's faces while caring for them, especially because we can have them hold up their pill bottles and show you where they place their medications or even demonstrate their injection technique in the comfort of their own home. I think that's all really awesome. The iPad resource is also really unique in our scenario because not only do we not require that patients go out and get their own iPads, but our patient care navigators or nurses can bring the iPad to their home and actually help them to turn it on and speak to us right there. So it's almost like having a genius bar technician come to your home with some extra medical knowledge. Now, Christy, you mentioned the different resources that you guys are using to effectively communicate between providers when you're working remotely, like Tiger Text and Jabber. But with your patient services being remote now, how has that been affecting patient communication? I know as a new practitioner, I find it helpful to be able to write things out for my patients or print an after-visit summary. Do you have suggestions on how to be more effective with remote patient communication? Sure, Ashley. Yeah, I agree. I'm just like you in the sense that I also like to write things out for my patients. In fact, Lily likes to tease me because I'm very detailed with my medication charts and picture calendars that I make for my patients. But in all seriousness, this is really difficult for our patients as we work remotely because we're not able to provide that same customized attention and care that we're used to doing in person. One thing that I've adjusted to doing with remote work is actually ensuring that I can send the same quality information to my patients through our electronic health record message messaging system called MyChart or email. And so things like patient education sheets, blood glucose logs, or after-visit summary instructions can be easily sent through our charts as attachments. It's also been exciting because now patients can also share these documents and attachments with their family members that live on the mainland, which really helps our older patients that don't have children living on the island. I think also honing in on verbal cues from patients is crucial when giving instructions over the phone. We make sure that patients have a clear understanding of new medications or increase in medication doses by asking open-ended questions such as, Just to make sure I provided you with the right information, can you tell me how you'll be injecting your insulantis starting tonight? Or things like, just to make sure I was clear, what is the name of the medication you'll be stopping immediately starting today? Wow, Christy, thank you. That information is so helpful. And it really sounds like you guys have found the right tools to help you be successful while ensuring wonderful patient care. Like I mentioned earlier, working from home can be a challenge as there just seems to be more distractions, at least for me. With more and more of our colleagues working from home now, how do we stay focused and maintain productivity? Could you give me some tips that you have found to help you be successful in working from home or some best practices to implement? So I think that everyone is unique and different tips will work for different people. But what has worked for me has been first treating the day like an actual work day, such as getting dressed in business casual attire instead of staying in my pajamas and sticking to the same morning routine that I follow when I'm actually going to the office or clinic and having a designated lunch hour as well. 
I think it's also very important to mimic your clinic or office environment and have a designated workspace, such as a desk and a chair, rather than sitting on your couch or bed. Good internet connection is also very important. And if you also live with other people in the home, I recommend working in a private room or enclosed space in order to prevent others from hearing your conversations with the patient. Um, setting ground rules with people you live with is also really important. Letting them know when your work hours are, putting up a sign on the door stating that you can't be disturbed during this time. And then again, having a designated work time. So when I work from home, sometimes I can get carried away with wanting to complete my endless to-do list because I do have that immediate access to my laptop and to the patient charts. And I find myself working after hours on non-urgent tasks that could be completed the next day. Christy, I think those are some really great tips. And your idea about setting ground rules with your family members and having a designated workspace and time, I think that really especially resonated with me because just like you, I can get easily wrapped up in work and go on for hours into the night. So thinking back on some of those tips and positives that you've mentioned, I'm still a little curious about some of the challenges you face with working from home as well. Could you share a little bit about your biggest hurdle you face while doing remote work and any remedies that you've implemented to help overcome these hurdles? I think one of my biggest struggles with working from home back in March was working with my two-year-old daughter at home. At that time, her junior preschool was closed and she had virtual circle time with her teachers in the morning. I'm sure many parents who work from home and have toddlers can relate to how hard it is to juggle working at home and helping their kids with virtual learning. That was definitely a challenge and an adventure. In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was working at home, I recall one patient encounter when I was on the phone and my daughter Chloe was banging and screaming at the door trying to get my attention. It was actually really distracting. Oh, no. I met Chloe. She's so adorable. But that must have been a struggle for you as a parent, but also as a clinician with a patient on the line. It really was. So I had to quickly learn the tips that I mentioned earlier, like having to set ground rules with your family, with my husband, having a designated workspace so that my family could be visually clued into the fact that I'm now at work. And so at that time, I was really lucky to have my husband at home to distract her. Another struggle with working remotely has also been not having that face-to-face interaction with our team. We have such an amazing team at QCIPN with our social workers, nurses, administration, and mental health workers. So we had to definitely be creative with how we continue to bond and work together as a team. What we've done is that in the past, we've had Zoom parties um, where we did charades on the weekends, and we even did a Zoom murder mystery night with our team a few weeks ago, which was really fun. Well, I want to thank Dr. Christy Nemoto for being on our show today. This has really been such a dynamic conversation about the changing landscape of ambulatory care pharmacy and the opportunities that we have in remote work. I know that as a new practitioner, we've discussed some really great tips that I will definitely be implementing into my remote work practices. Some of the key messages I think we have highlighted during this episode include the importance of treating working from home similarly to going to work by setting a schedule and boundaries, finding a way to use your resources to maximize communication with patients, and maintaining consistent communication with the team. 
Christy, you guys are so much fun, even from a distance. And this has been a great and dynamic conversation. And we truly appreciate you joining us on the Pharmacy Forward podcast to share your experiences and thoughts on remote work. Lori, Ashley, Lily, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you and talk to you about remote work. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. If you like this podcast, please subscribe using your favorite podcast app and tell all of your pharmacy friends and colleagues. Be sure to rate us and send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Pharmacy Forward is produced by the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. For more information about our professional development programs, visit pharmacycpd.org. That's pharmacycpd.org. Thanks for listening.